Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week comes from Mark, the 13th chapter. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus, then Jesus began to say to them, be, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I uh, made some purchases online. I got into hunting in Montana, and uh, I soon found out that hunting out here is different than the Midwest, in mostly positive ways. Uh, growing up, uh, we hunt mostly around farms, and uh, we don't really have extensive wilderness areas like we do in Montana. Um, and in such, you know, there's not an, as much as high of a need to have, say, first aid kits on you, uh, stuff to drag the meat long distances if I ever get a deer, <laughs> uh, things like that, right? Um, because you're all just, you know, you're always hundreds of yards from a road and uh, just all out there together. After you hunt a section, you go into the farmhouse and have coffee. You know, it's much different than out here. So needing to up my game, I looked around locally and got a few things. Uh, but there were a few things I, I couldn't find here. So I went on to uh, my Amazon account and I ordered uh, things from Amazon. and. So I assure you, I tried to shop locally here before I went online, but there were just a few things that I needed to find there uh, that I couldn't get here at the time. So I, I purchased things like first aid kit, emergency blanket, a pack for being out um, further out in the woods and things like that. And as soon as I did, in the, uh, it, it, it changed my algorithm, okay? Uh, you may not be a mathematician and up with algorithms and stuff, but any, anymore, all tech world is heavily reliant upon algorithms. Uh, so things you look at on, say, Facebook, your site that interests you will change what they show forth to you next. And 
you know, just, any, if any of you are on Twitter, what tweets you respond to, they'll showcase stuff that you might like. Uh, even uh, news stories now, they have algorithms to it to uh, feature various news stories that they think you will like. Good or bad, that's the world we live in now. And Amazon is no exception. Every purchase you make on there carries with it data, so which they will uh, predict and showcase what you want to buy next. All these things I bought just to go hunting. But it changed my algorithm to assume that I am a doomsday prepper. <laughs> Suddenly my Amazon profile is coming up with emergency kits and bomb shelter stuff. <laughs> MRE, like extra food storage and just, they, they were suddenly convinced that the only reason I would purchase things, uh, packs and survival gear is because I thought that any moment uh, chaos, uh, our civil society was going to descend into chaos and we needed to defend for ourselves against one another. The marauding hordes would come from me in Montana and I need to be prepared. Yeah, it took me, for the next couple months, all I saw on Amazon was all these prepper materials. <laughs> Which, you know, it could happen, I guess, but I'm not living with impending doom of what's coming around the bend here. But in the process of my algorithms being changed, I discovered how much stuff there really is out there. There's like a lot of people that are very into preparing for things to go sideways in the world. And when it does, uh, they want to have as much stuff on hand to be ready for that moment. Which got me thinking. It got me thinking about it. what is it like to always be thinking about the apocalyptic events. It's, it's apocalyptic, Kathy. <laughs> Apocalyptic, yeah. What is, it, what is it like to always be afraid and anxious and anticipating the end of the world as we know it? What draws us in to contemplate our dystopian future where things fall apart and we are so concerned that we need to uh, ready ourselves to attack other human beings because we just assume that our neighbors will become dangerous? and enemies to our well-being. What is it like for us, and what draws us in to be worried? And in some ways, I, I kind of feel like some uh, doomsday preppers are almost eager for the apocalypse. At least then they get to use all their stuff that they bought, right? <laughs> and what does it mean for us as Christians, who've now been living for 2,000 years, the sort of Christian preppers, if you will, the full anticipation that Christ will come again. And when he returns, there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes and famines, as our text tells us. And why is this good news? Right? This is featured in the Gospel of Mark. The good news of Mark. How do we hear these dangers? as anything but danger? How do we hear of calamity as anything but calamity? How is this good news for us? Well, as we saw featured in our reading from Daniel, 
uh, and is, uh, really kind of comes out throughout scriptures. The apocalyptic writings that we have do not come from the good times, but actually come from the bad. From times of oppression where the people in Israel and Judah experienced and suffered under conquest and oppression. This was true in Daniel, absolutely. Babylon had come through and they were, had conquered them and they had hauled off all the elites into exile and they were a community that was far from the temple that they believed God resided in on earth. They were kept from being the land, in the land that was promised to them, the promised land. Because of that, they firmly believed that God had abandoned them, that they were given up to their foes for God's purposes, and that they suffered for a reason. And in that moment, they also knew that they were powerless to do anything otherwise. They had been beaten. They had no legs to stand on, so to speak. They could not amass, reamass their armies after they had lost the Babylonians. They could not fight their way out as though it was some Western shootout scenario or something. Right? They were under the thumb of the Babylonians. In that moment of oppression, the prophet Daniel comes to say that God will bring about a different future. You cannot defend yourself in this moment. You cannot free yourself, but God will do it for you. God will come and God will be your liberator. God will defend you from this worldly power that seems insurmountable. Seems like it will last forever. One day, one day they will get theirs. One day the Babylonians will feel the power of God. The same was true in the time shortly after Jesus. Well, in the time of Jesus and, and following. The gospel, as Christians are organizing and starting the first churches, people in Judea, too, were rising up against their Roman oppressors. They rose up and they were beaten back harder than they could have ever imagined. And with it, the temple that was so central to their worship was destroyed. And to this day, it has not been rebuilt thousands of years later. <clears throat> this temple that they so, thought was so central that would never be toppled, would never happen, was torn down before their eyes. Many of them found it more... Uh, survivable and livable to actually leave the promised land of their own volition and go to other parts of the Roman Empire, other parts of Europe and Asia and North Africa, than it was to stay in the land promised to them when they exited Egypt so many centuries before. That Roman oppression was so bad in their homeland that they needed to leave that land promised to them. And it is into that where they hear Jesus' promises in a new and hopeful way. Under that oppression that, that God will come and be their liberator. God will beat Rome for them. God will come to bring equality and life and happiness and well-being to the people 
in ways that they could not do for themselves. That was the good news. That God will bring about a liberation that they could not earn for themselves. In our hymnal, our hymn of the day, we're going to hear of another people in another time closer to home. We're going to sing the Negro spiritual, My Lord, What a Morning. Where people in our own land were oppressed and held captive, forced into labor. Terrible injustices in our own history. And out of that place, out of that place, they're able to sing with hopeful voices. My Lord, what a morning. When the Lord comes. When the Lord wins. When this system of oppression is toppled. And justice brings forth. What a morning. That is our Christian pepperdom, if you will. (laughs) That we see these ends coming. But with it, the sins are blotted out as well. Good news accompanies the terrible short-term things that will happen in the moment. And God's future will win out. It's good and glorious to hope for God to win out in ways that we cannot earn for ourselves. Because that future can never be undone, can never be tainted, can never be oppressive. It will always be full of life, liberty, and happiness for all. May God make it so. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.